Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Hellbender, not the lizard, as I learned is what an actual Hellbender is today, but the movie. Um, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. First up, joining me tonight from Richmond, Virginia, please welcome Caitlin to the show. Hello. From Indiana. Whoa, I was blank there. I've been saying that for 20 years. I was blank. Please welcome Casey to the show. Hello. From Manhattan, New York City. His name is Schnorris. Don't forget it. Mm. He cut his hair, too. It's big news. He didn't even tell us. Yeah. It's like the same hair I had for... He... He, 20 years. He cut his hair. On the show, dude. He cut his hair. Didn't tell anybody. I had to find out from his wife's Instagram post, which was maybe the most hurtful part like, of all this. Well, like, I, I am curious, like, what I was supposed to do. Like, hey, guys. You were uh, supposed to uh, ask. Oh, I got a haircut. You were supposed to ask <laughs> before. To the chat, really? You were supposed to ask before you got a haircut. Consult with us on <laughs> how it was going to be cut. Give us, like, at least a week's warning so that we could emotionally yeah. prepare ourselves. And then immediate post picture. Yes, we were quite clearly all fishing for a selfie that night. Since you're text. since you're asking <laughs> what you should have done, that's what you should. Well, uh, you should have let me cut it first. We're really skipping. The that's true. Here. Last good, up, joining good. us tonight from Memphis, Tennessee. Please welcome Elizabeth to the show. What's up, guys? I'm in the land of all dogs right now, so I'm I'm sorry <laughs> if they start working. It's okay. Mm, That'd be a heck of a commute for a haircut. We've had worse. <laughs> I know. Uh, yeah, you guys finally wore me down, and we're doing Hellbender on the show. So here we are. It, I, no, nothing against the movie itself. I'm just stubborn, and the more people want to do things, the less I want to do it, John. I don't know if you know this about me. <laughs> yeah, I, I obviously knew that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we know you well. I, that's why I'm like, oh, this movie looks trash. We don't need to watch this. Yeah, they don't know. <laughs> like, they don't, no, I demand it. Listen, Caitlin and Casey don't know how to work me like you do, Schnars. So, there you go. Don't get there. Let's (laughs) take. I don't know. I feel like this is a special dynamic that you do. (laughs) It definitely is. Uh, Yeah. Let's take a quick Uh, break so that we can review Hellbender. This is it, Shadowbender. Your big break in TV. Not the front time. If I'm being honest, I thought I had escaped the conversation and then it aired on the last drive-in and Casey's been losing his shit ever since that he wanted to review it. So here we are. Yep. I guess he had a strong case. Go did Casey. you did you see that episode, Eric? Like did what I you were here. It was a weird night where I wasn't I was half paying attention. So I saw probably like a quarter of it there, and then I just watched the regular version to like actually review it. Not paying attention. Yeah, no, listen, Friday nights, most Friday nights, I feel like dog shit. So if I, on, and well, you honestly, were, you were here, you were in Memphis. I also, oh, you're right. Okay, never mind. <laughs> yes. That was, that was the correct. Yeah, I just didn't want that joke no, to like, I forgot just about it. Um, distracted. I forgot that's, that's where I was. Yeah, I'll be honest. I don't like when Joe Bob does serious movies. The best movie he's done all season was The Baby this past week, which I got high and stayed up for almost all of it, and it's the fucking best thing I've ever seen. Dude, that movie is 
a fucking trip. John, this is about a. I I will argue that Monster Club was better. John, this is about. That was also very entertaining. John, I'll fight you on that one, Casey. John, this is a movie about an a seventies exploitation movie about three ladies who keep a man that they've like forced to be an infant in their home, and then also use for like sexual purposes based on. 70% 70% of the movie yeah. I saw. I was going to say, people pay it's, good money for that. It's rated said, PG. That's the, yeah, John, it's rated PG. It's the craziest thing you will ever see in your life. The Joe Bob commentary is amazing. It yeah. is so worth it. I might watch this on Joe Bob. The fr- like, and the first it, movie they did last week, too, was nuts. I wanted to catch up with that, too. And Yeah, that one was a good one, too. What was it? I'm trying to think off the top of my head. It was... Uh, uh, something Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good too. That lady, the aunt, thought she was wild. But yeah, the second yeah. he gets on, he's like, "We're doing the change link tonight." I'm like, "Eh, wrong answer. That's not what I want here, friend. Sorry." <laughs> just, a, just a little. Long, I don't want to sit you know? and watch. I don't want to sit and watch Nosferatu with you, Joe Bob. I'm sorry. <laughs> that one was long. Ugh. All right, John Schnars. Please bring us. Yeah. The word of the day. I'm honestly going to be recovering from the baby for the rest of the show, please, guys. Please watch it. Or I'm, <laughs> I might just make us watch it Let's for the do show. Let's do it on the show. Do it. Yeah. Well, I kind of want to watch the Joe Bob. There's no way I'm going to make it through this movie in real life. But <laughs> uh, today's word, already somewhat spoiled by Eric, which I'm a little annoyed about, Hellbender. <laughs> I can see it happen in real time. You mean it was, you mean it was spoiled by the movie title? Well, yeah, so, like, obviously I showed up, didn't have a word, and we were discussing this pre-show. Caitlin revealed that the definition of hellbender is, and I'm just going to read here, an aquatic giant salamander with grayish skin and a flattened head native to North America. Uh, It's actually the, it is an endemic giant salamander to the eastern and central United States, and it is the largest salamander in North America. Sexy. Why it's called a hellbender? There is like, you know, there's like the drop down things on Google. Like people also ask and it like, why is it a help? Why is it called a hellbander? It just says like, it basically gives you that same exact definition again. Um, the, it's the, super metal though. It is. Well, so it has hidden gills, which it, they, it loses around uh, 1.5 to two years of age. And then uh, it breathes through blood vessels in its skin. Huh. So salamanders. Be terrifying. If you're a one-year-old uh, sal- giant salamander, your gills start disappearing. It's like what the yeah. hell, man? Salamanders were weirdly like the only thing I would like pick up as a kid because they were all over the place where I lived. Would you know? Hell no, no. <laughs> I was always afraid of them because I only okay, found so them in, like muddy streams and under logs. While Eric was here, I he my daughter, dad, and mom, and whatever, like we all were like picking up this frog that had like jumped in the pool. <laughs> I was like, Oh hell no. He was like crawling into himself. Like, <laughs> I cannot understand what is wrong. What are you feral? Like what is happening? Why are you touching this nature? It's like, it's fine. I'm talking about you. Nature's not meant to be touched. That's I, I maintain that. <laughs> um, John Schnars, tell me, Sir. tell me about Hellbender, the movie. Yeah. I mean, so folks were very excited about this movie, but I will just confess. I didn't know really anything at some point i don't know in the last several months people were referencing the adams family which i thought was a reference to the now uh, kids films but also you know popular tv show um 
I did do some research. So I watched this. We watched this movie. I hadn't seen any of the previous films, and I did read an interview with them that they did for like RogerEbert.com or something. We have a and, great one on BloodyGoodHorror.com. Oh, <laughs> you you said there was an interview. I didn't realize it was on BGH. I mean, all right. So <laughs> yeah. I should, yeah. I'm just you, you know, yeah, throw a brother a link every once in a while. <laughs> just like, you know, can you throw me a link? Um, yeah, I mean, so this is, we'll get to like what the movie's about, but this is made by this this group called the Adams Family. Um, it is a family. It's it, There's four people. Well, there's sort of three primary folks. It's Toby Poser, uh, her husband, John Adams, and then Zelda Adams, who is their younger youngest daughter. There's a sort of older daughter. There might be other kids, I don't know, but these are the four I picked up on and are in the movie. Lulu is the sort of older daughter. She's also she appears in this film, but in, in a you know smaller role, but still significant. Um, so the movie and and they're filmmakers. Like they this is the third feature they've done, I think. Maybe maybe there's others. It they are very this was uh, their sixth. Actually, six feature. I thought there had been a, there was definitely like a bunch of shorts. Could be, could be. And they, they are also musicians and have done, it seemed like from the interview I read, they sort of like got into making full length features, mostly via making videos for their band, which I believe the band is called Hellbender or Hellbenders. Um, in any event, uh, there it's super indie. Like we should get that out up front. Um, and you know this movie was made effectively during the pandemic they at least what i read was they shot like one scene in like march of 2020 and then it was like gonna have to figure the rest of this out um but the basic plot here is that you've got a mother and daughter which in this case are the real life mother and daughter toby and zelda and they um they are living in the woods uh, Zelda, the character's name is Izzy. Izzy is, I don't know, like 16. Like you guys tell me. Yeah, no, she's a 16, 17. 17. Yeah. yeah. She's a, she's a teen, yeah. um, being homeschooled, but like, not just home, like she's forbidden from even seeing other people. Um, so the mom goes into town, gets food, but otherwise they like forage a lot and they like eat weird meals of, sticks and <laughs> and small berries um and you know i don't want to like spoil too much because we'll get into it over the conversation but she effectively izzy begins to not even like rebel but just like lightly feel like she should explore outside of this very strange you know isolated existence and that then sort of opens up this sort of broader question of like why are they actually there what's going on what is the mom hiding from her um, you know, and, and eventually they, there are other characters and some, some wild stuff happens. Sure does. Caitlin, what'd you think of this movie? I really liked this one. <clears throat> um, Joe Ferry, our buddy had written a piece for the site and had interviewed the Adams family. And I know that he had just a blast and I, um, was really interested in seeing it and just never made the time for it, but I watched it. And as soon as it ended, I hit restart, like right after the credits finished rolling, because I liked it that much. I really like a witch story. That's sort of what we're working with here is witch stuff, generational witch stuff, mother and daughter witch stuff. There's a lot of plug it up type themes of sort of coming of age and motherhood. So it, it was right up my alley in terms of its themes and in terms of its just sort of vibe. It's really rock and roll. It's it's 
it's just really cool. I don't know. I, I really liked it a lot. I think it's going to make my list. Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, this is one that I, as I said over email, like I understand that it's not going to be for everybody. It's, uh, it definitely inhabits like this, in my opinion, beautifully niche sort of like corner of horror, but it's like a feminist folk horror monster movie. And like, I feel like you will know pretty quickly if you're the audience or not. And I was, I really am pretty stoked about this one and watched it a couple of times and was really glad that Eric had a reason to watch it. And now we'll hear what he thinks. <laughs> mm-hmm. Casey. <laughs> um, so I'd heard a lot of buzz on this one from our own Slack out there, the BGH Slack, uh, people talking about seeing this one. And it sounded kind of cool. I'd read the like the plot drop or something. I hadn't watched any trailers. thought it sounded interesting, but it definitely, from the plot description, it sounded like something that could be a little more folk horry than, say, monstery type horry or something like that, kind of leading to what Elizabeth said. So I wasn't real sure. It kind of kept putting it off. And I finally saw it on uh, when it, I finally saw it for the first time when it came up on Joe Bob. And I think that was a great introduction to it because they had the everybody but Lulu, the entire Adams family but Lulu was there on Joe Bob and talking about their process and stuff. And uh, our own John Shelton had said in, uh, Slack that night as we're all watching Joe Bob that, pardon my French, but he's like, these people are punk as fuck listening to their story on how this movie was made. And they really are. And you could, I think it comes through in that punk rock feeling comes through in the filmmaking too. So there's, there's stuff that they're bending rules and stuff like that in the filmmaking, which I liked. And I like the story that goes behind it. They've been living in an RV for like a year and a half, traveling around, shooting scenes, stuff like that and whatnot. It's a really interesting story. But luckily, once I got into the movie, it was way more than being just a folk horror movie that, you know, sometimes could be, especially when they're dealing with strong themes with the feminism and stuff. I think sometimes they can get lost in the message. They tend to feel a little dreamy and sleepy. And Hellbender doesn't do that. They, they shock you. They throw some stuff in there to, you know, make it gnarly. And it still has some laughs, and it's just a good. I thought it was a good package altogether. Okay, so you you can say blood vomiting into each other's faces. It's fine. Well, yeah. <laughs> which which was them menstruating? Spoiler alert. <laughs> John. Yeah, I really like this movie. <laughs> I was I knew Yay! I knew nothing about it. Like I literally, other than the fact that the 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 BGH community was was sort of like behind it generally, and you all had sort of kind of been mentioned and it's something we should check out. And and frankly, Eric's grumpiness was like a, you know, a fact in its favor. I'm the best thing. Mind. I'm the best thing that's ever happened in this movie. Shinars. Yeah. But, um, I, so my expectations were like pretty, were, they were, they were like non-existent in some ways. And look, like we've had pretty mixed results with shutter originals. Like it's not, I don't know that this is technically a shutter original. I can't, I don't remember, but it, um, it's on shutter and like, it's, you know, maybe it's available other places, but I don't know. I, I came away like super impressed. And then, you know, I did go and sort of like read a little bit more about who the Adams family were that all three of them. So Toby, uh, John is John the dad. What's the dad's name? Yeah. John and Zelda. They're credited as all three are writers and directors on the movie, which is, I don't know. I mean, that's a little ridiculous, but it's also, you know, it, I do think it's how they, they made it like they were just kind of like fucking around and figuring this thing out as they went along. Um, 
it, but, but I guess where I was going is it's way better than they make it sound. Like I was having watched it. I was like, Oh, what? Like they fucking did this like in, in a very crazy way that doesn't necessarily like come through in your experience of it. It's low budget. Like you're not watching this being like, you know, they had a huge crew on set or anything like that, but it it's, I was surprised how well put together it was. Um, and to Casey's point, like there's a, there's sort of more of a strong narrative thrust here than a lot of other movies that are hmm. this quote unquote small. Right. Agree. Yeah. So Eric. Yeah. Uh, this is what, I, this is what I'll say about this movie. It's just interesting listening to you guys. This, this, uh, an interesting thing about this show is that we didn't really get an email thread going. So I actually didn't, yeah. nobody really kind of knows where everybody's coming from, but I do disagree with several specific things just said. Uh, I don't think this is a bad movie. This is ultimately where I land on is I don't think it's bad. I don't also don't think it's for me, but I do have some general kind of complaints, I guess, that I would lodge. But overall, I very much understand the like allure of the story behind this movie. Like, I think horror fans love a good indie underdog, you know, guerrilla filmmaking kind of story like this. And the fact that they're all a family, I think, makes it uh, more endearing. And in that way, it's not what I want to see on Last Driving, but it does make, to Casey's point, Last Driving a really great venue to kind of get this movie out there because you're you're getting the experience while also learning about them and they're they're very like kind of quirky and charismatic in their own way. So I like that I get that part very much. I think it's very visual. There's a lot of visual flair in this movie. Um, a lot of creatively like it is a movie where even the more mundane action is framed in very intent intentioned mindful ways which is a thing that i definitely like um if i my biggest issue is although i like the story of the movie i like the mythos they're creating here it actually to me feels like super thin on plot in a way that to me, even an hour at an hour 22, the whole thing just feels pa- very padded. Like I like their little dream sequences things, but by the sort of fifth time that I was watching this, like game of Thrones crow's eye, like dream sequence, little thing. I'm like, okay, like where are we going here? I also think a huge element that's missing to me. Like here's the, here's the thing. Again, like I really don't think it's a bad movie at all. It is like just a hair shy towards the fart smelly side too much for me for just like my, I sort of need more plot to keep me engaged. One thing I think is missing that would have helped for me personally, there's like, I don't think there's any tension in the movie. Like you, you don't, there's no threat to this family. Like the people who get killed wander in like doofuses and they're like, hey, ladies in the woods and they're dead three seconds later no nobody's like curious about them or like interested in what they're doing in a way that might threaten them and then create more pressure while they're also experiencing this mother-daughter coming-of-age struggle um i also find um to me that like i just the performances are just pretty flat so like i think a lot of the film 
lies on the daughter's shoulders to really sell this. And she seems to be on like nitrous half of the time. Like she's just so. <laughs> she's homeschooled, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> hair of the age that she is it is a an incredibly realistic depiction listen of i'm not a disaffected I, I couldn't tell you what the hell a 16 year old sounds I, like. I don't even know that she was acting i don't right that's what <laughs> legit i feel like you're like a fly on the wall of their they lives were like, like just say yeah that's totally that's i i totally get that for me what that did was just it gives the whole thing this very um airy uh like drawn out kind of thing i just wasn't the pacing lost me there's not enough plotting to kind of like keep me engaged in what's happening i felt like so eric like the 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 tension of the film at least by the way you guys and you guys are all very smart and like this movie you don't have to argue with me it's fine like you can just let me be grumpy in the corner i'm okay (laughs) hold on but like we can tell you why you're wrong that's (laughs) over just to be clear no it's um look like the tension of the film is is all about the daughter and whether or not she is going to like the mom is going to be able to train her and, and sort of like coach her through this transition um, and, and sort of like realization of her power without her becoming a risk to herself or I mean, really to herself because of being a risk to other people, right? Like she becomes so powerful that she, you know, gets discovered, gets destroyed, like, draws too much attention i mean that was my take on it well there's also uh, a very yeah. real right but none of those of things her... are but none of those things are threatened or even you know what i mean like it's well, all she theoretical becomes the threat, i think she is, is the well, point yeah. like the threat yeah, 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 yeah. is her she's a threat to her the mom she's is, a threat to the mythos that they killed them it's like spring eats fall like whatever the thing they were saying yeah, yeah. whether yeah do you, do you need us to tell you the seasons or no, I just for a moment remember. The <laughs> I remember the order. Hopefully, it is spring to fall. Hopefully, you know? hopefully you they repeated several times for you. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> also, she lives in the south. There's like 1.5 seasons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. This is the kind of movie that I wish I had made. Like, I, I don't know. I feel like when I watched it, I was like, "Damn, this is the kind of movie that I want to write. This is the kind of movie that I want to be a part of." I just. Because it does feel like rad and it also feels like just like Elizabeth was saying, just like it was made for, for us, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was, it's one of those that I was like, damn, I wish I had made this movie. And even though I didn't make it, I reached out to the Adam Stanley and I was like, this movie rules. <laughs> I definitely think, yeah, I definitely think it's extremely uh, timely with the horror genre and sort of the themes you're seeing come out more and more. So like I, there's, I see that part of it. Like it's well, very effective in that I, way. I also think the fact is like, I mean, I'm sure we could sit here and think about this for five minutes and come up with sort of thing, other things that have come up. But like this movie is a, is like very relevant for the pandemic because it's mm-hmm. about, you know, and like, like social isolation and, isolation, and yeah. now they like, some of that was like an, uh, a factor because of the pandemic, but I mean, it, it comes pretty quickly after, right. It's like, they were processing it in real time to a certain extent, and then it's being played back to us, you know. And, yeah. and these look, like, I think we're going to remember the pandemic for a little while. Like, I don't think it's going to not be relevant, but um, but it is timely. It's like it's, it's kind of crazy in the last two years how many movies we've reviewed with like similar plots lines about parents having to like keep their children inside or what you know whatever. 
As a child of two adults with obsessive compulsive disorder, it was strangely familiar. Mm. This like Rapunzel syndrome of like everything. It's like the the village thing, right? Well, are we in spoiler zone yet? Yeah. Yeah. So the spoilers spoilers for the village. Don't spoil don't spoil the village for me, please. I'm just kidding. No, but the alleged um disorder that the girl has you know we find out whatever like she is being kept from society in a way by her mother that would feel familiar i think to anybody who has um struggled at all with like an unstable living situation that resulted in them being cut off from society but i think what's unstable living kind of inverts the or like subverts the traditional uh, framing of that where you know we're not keeping her safe from society we're keeping society safe right. from her because she's so powerful and so dangerous and i don't know like i mean it, it definitely has those that sort of like those beats of that trope but i, I like that it's you know the motivation comes from a different place would you say fresh. would you say an unstable living situation like traveling the country with your parents making a movie <laughs> No, listen, I, I, I can I be real for a minute? Because, like, I'm the parent to, like, a young creative. She's three, but she's, like, the drama, you guys. It's crazy. <laughs> so I all the time am, like, I don't want toddler and Tierra lay for her, but she dances. And, like, th- that's, like, a thing where I'm from is, like, my clients all the time will be, like, well, is she going to do pageants? And I'm, like, my initial reaction is, like, absolutely not. But then I don't want to be what I dislike in the world and like try to edit her to fit my definition of like what what she should be doing with her creativity or talents and when I really like flesh when I got down the rabbit hole about this family I was almost I kind of wrote out an email I never sent to Toby Poser that's like I also like I want you to write a parenting book that's like why what you did was okay because mm. it is like there's no st- there's no right or wrong way to parent your children. And like, it doesn't, stability does not always equal like emotional health or healthy boundaries or, you know, like the ideal parent child relationship. And especially in today's world, I don't feel like there is such a thing. So it's sort of, it's it's just interesting. Yeah, I think I read that they, I mean, they started in the Northeast and then went to Washington State. So, like, they truly traveled the country for this. That was kind of my favorite, my favorite Joe Bob tidbit. And honestly, the thing that kept me engaged the most was they described how because they shot so much of it outside in different areas of the country. I mean, it's like I was basically trying to spot foliage that didn't match, like, between (laughs) shots. Well, I was so... Having not known that while I was watching it, I was like, where the hell did they make <laughs> yeah. this They're movie? in like the Catskills a lot of the time, aren't they? I think so. Yeah. John, um, you, can you find the Catskills on a map, John? Eric, that's where my house that I just bought is like. <laughs> of course. 10 miles from the Catskills. So, <laughs> yes. You bought the Catskills. I bought the Catskills. Okay, Donald. Um, <laughs> yeah, I am. But, I'm, uh, four, I'm 46 miles from the Catskills, John. I'm so close to you. I, yeah, I know. I said that before. Guys, <laughs> hang out. Um, so, no, but uh, I can't remember where I was going. No, I mean, like, there's a lot of, like, climbing around in nature, like, literal climbing in some scenes. And I just was like, I, you know, I did, it, it, it is funny having heard that because in retrospect, I was like, ah, that actually explains a lot about why this looked, like, completely wild sometimes. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Like I um again, like I had no opinion on the family or the parents. And certainly Elizabeth has thought a lot more about Toby Poser and, and her decisions uh with parenting. But it, I, I mean it's interesting. No, like it's it's a really interesting point. And I mean, obviously it's a completely uh, non-diegetic uh, element in the film, right? Like it's not a part of the like film itself, but it is like knowing that. And, and like, look, like the thing I'm curious about, and maybe they mentioned it in the Joe Bob's like, what's the deal with Lulu? Like, do you think she's like upset that she's not also a director or like, she presumably... was in school at the time. I okay. She was in college. So they came to her. She was um, one of the like, alternate locations okay yeah so she was busy i guess that was my initial when when i was reading it and they were like well the three of them made this movie and then like they had lulu join in a little bit i was like poor lulu like get out of here blondie (laughs) she definitely does not play in their like you know (laughs) the hellbender band or whatever right the hellbender but i love that part too that's so familiar to i think specifically like young female audiences it's like this moment playing in a band or what no, no like w- with uh the two of them like their mm-hmm. their whole dynamic lulu and zelda um the pool like the, all the the whole scene like with the barrettes and she's like it's like this like she doesn't know if she wants to like be her or like be with her like there's definitely this like kind of energy like she's just very curious in a way that felt real for adolescence, when you find a new person that's like, especially different from you, I don't know. I thought their scenes together were pretty good. I did. I did enjoy a lot of that. Hi, and Eric. I think you had mentioned the the dream sequences, and usually in a movie, I'm not crazy about the dream sequences, but because that's how they're communicating with each other, kind of, I, I really did like them, and because they were like gross like the scene where they're puking blood into each other's faces and and also the language that they use with each other like um izzy says like oh we should eat a frog and she was like you can't have a frog you greedy cunt like it's just like i really like the way that it's just a really cool dynamic to see and it's just very different you wish you called your mama cunt i don't want to put edie on blast but like we swear in my family quite a bit that's true i forgot your mom May or may not be a she listener. Oh, comes out. I hope uh, you wouldn't let your daughter talk to you that way. No, <laughs> I don't call her that. Jesus, I like because I thought this is where Elizabeth was going for a second. I really enjoyed the music scenes. Like they're oh, I love. I, I mean, that's like I, I've, I've and and like scenes. it's actually like a perfect example of how kind of weird this movie is right, or like off kilter. Here's the thing, John. Like that never works in movies when no. they try to just like throw me like a there's this song or we also do music or hey this person sings so they're gonna sing like it very rarely works and this i just trust them and like from the first moment i was like okay yeah like they're well, gonna do i did actually enjoy okay. i actually enjoyed the music too which is pretty rare for me it's in good, particular. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, i just loved that like they did like the outfits like they always yeah, had I want that it was crown. Like that's thing. a halloween costume well her and like even that was it the first scene they play the where makeup. she's got the like, yeah, yes. the the crying? I thought tears. it was funny they do all the makeup to just like perform. I each love other. that because yeah. that is Alone. so true to life, though. Like, if you are a creative person in any way that's ever been like isolated for any reason, like, and you have a bunch of makeup, like, you might just make yourself look like Kiss. I don't know. Like, that really to me felt very genuine and like 
she of course is going to grow tired of like playing for no audience, but the mother wants to foster that creativity and like experience all of it, like have her actually like inhabit this performing character. And I don't know. It's cool. Like I, I'm like, do they make music like in, in real life seas? Yeah. 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 I really like that. And Elizabeth and I have talked about this on plug it up before how sometimes when movies have like a, like a strong sort of like music overtone. Um, the one that I did on more deadly shit, what, the, the movie about bulimia, I'm forgetting what it's called uh, now. Bank, no, uh, not a banquet. Um, there's an, to it. Yeah. But there, there are some movies that feel like an extended music video. And this wasn't like that. This was like, no, no. I felt like an actual movie that had some cool musical pieces in it. And it, the, you can kind of tell that they play music together in real life. Cause it, I don't know. It just like fit their vibe, fit the movie's vibe, and it didn't feel out of place, and it didn't feel like we are making a music video and gonna cool. pop it in here. And it's jarring, and you're going to watch yeah. this now. It's that's what's weird about it is like it's it felt like a bit that they were doing, like because it was. it's so well, no, no, but I mean, Do you know like, what I mean, that like totally, but but at the same time, it was like naturalistic because, right. and and it's the same way Eric was kind of commenting on the acting, like it would almost be like weird to call the acting great. And, and we were joking about it, but like they are mother and daughter, like right. they're yeah. not even acting <laughs> like for a large part. It's like, she doesn't have to like, you know, can you connect with the idea that this is your mom? And right. like, it's like, yeah, I can. Like, she's my mom <laughs> and like probably like yells at her for like, not for doing dumb shit sometimes. Like, I don't know. So it is very, it's almost like too naturalistic and that, and look like it could be interpreted differently by someone who has, you know, the wrong ideas. Like hurt, but <laughs> <laughs> you. you know what they did uh, miss the mark on the music though, with this movie. And I did bring it up in Slack that night, but they, they got, you know, they go to Lulu leads them to th- this pool and they're all hanging out in this person's pool. It's pretty obvious. It's not Lulu's pool and they're hanging out. There's a drum set. They're right. playing drums and stuff. The guy that owns the pool comes home later and chases the kids off and he's yelling at him and say, that's an antique drum set. So I know this is nitpicky, but if it's an antique drum set and you're worried about it, why, why are you it, see, leaving it poolside? Why is it next to the pool? <laughs> you know, it's a good point, though. Uh, the music thing, like, I could have... There's these musical interludes, but there's barely any... What would the word for that be, John? Diegetic there's, music? There's, or like, no, no, it oh, would just be yeah, like background yeah. music. Like, I think if it's not found footage, I prefer a movie... Because for me, it helps keep me engaged and keeps like the pace rolling. If you've got a lot of musical cues, there's almost no music in between. Yeah, in between yeah. those little numbers, I think that might help the bits. Me a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Have you yeah. heard of a synth, John? I'm a big fan. I like <laughs> it. Doesn't take much. They could get you know. Look, the next movie. Yeah. Hi-fi just soundtrack. Like that's a free idea, John. They can take. He's available. Their next movie is like a vaudevillian, like perfect. Like, yeah. circ- I don't know. I've heard little things about it that make me. Excited. Oh, that's like a real thing. Yeah, I do think because I saw Elizabeth and I watched their previous movie, and I did like this a lot more. Like it is a, this one's a lot more narrative, and shows a lot of sort of creative growth and stuff. So I'm definitely I would be interested to see. Yeah, what was the other next. one you you? called i could it don't deeper, so. uh, okay. that sounds right yeah. that sounds right okay yeah, yeah i'm excited to see what they do next for sure oh yeah that one's super creepy because it's like the 
the dad is the star and he's like a dude who like accidentally hits and kills his own daughter, but it's in the movie. It's not his daughter. She's in a sled or something. He then like basically is trying to like dispose of her body. And it's just really weird knowing they're like father and daughter. But there's but not I mean, a- we also get that moment where the Izzy character approaches the Amber character and it looks like she's going to kiss her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, there's a source. You know? mm-hmm. like, and mm-hmm. that's not the intention of the character. When you find out that like Izzy's in this sort of like hypnotic witch state, but still like, you know, I imagine that added a, a dynamic of strangeness, but it's a chokes her, so <laughs> which is representative of sisters, from what I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I did want to go back to the beginning of this movie just because Joe Bob called it, called it out too. But what way to start a movie with when you're basically blasting a witch off into the air like a bottle rocket? Uh, <laughs> it's was, a great it's a great way to cool. set the tone of the movie. I right? did li- I did like that scene. The the movie. So I was. There was like sort of two cold opens to this movie because there isn't there like another sequence right bef- that's even before that. There's one with somebody like There's, eating somebody, right? Well, the the when they talk about or, um, the mom character talks about it, how her mother had eaten like a whole village and yes. that she had stitched her mouth up out of that's guilt, right. and that's so, like when we see she gets her. shot. Yeah, yeah. That's but we see the her with thing. the stitches, and then we see her get launched, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It's but it's it, at least the way it was presented. I had no friggin' idea what was going I mean, obviously I knew what was going on with the witch <laughs> bottle rocket. Like that was not so hard. But like yeah. that first thing you have so little context for. And I guess now that you, she does explain it. I mean, it's fairly close to the end of the movie, but um, that's a cool yeah. shot too. Where it she's is, explaining yeah. it. Cause like the Izzy is sitting on the couch and her mom's sort of like laying in her lap and they're like high off of, blood or whatever it is that they've done and it, the lighting is really cool it's just on them in this red couch and that's all you yeah. see and we find out that the mom is like 147 years old and then she's yeah. like when are you gonna die and she's like you tell me and it's like oh i just like the way they yeah. give us that information because it is it is quick and it's but it's visually interesting even though it's static it's just this like light on this couch and yeah. it looks really cool to me well and i, I did love like- Go ahead, Casey. Sorry. I was going to say, I liked how they gave us little hints throughout the movie that mom was actually like way older than she appeared. There's that scene early on when she went to town to get supplies and the guy in the store was telling her, it's like, oh, I think you were the nurse for my grandpa or something like that. And she's like, oh, you got the wrong person. There's a yeah, couple little cool. nods leading up to it that I liked. Yeah, that was cool. The um, I, I, I did like the mythos. Like I, you know, we've there's. There's been lots of witch movies, but this had like a very specific. Because they're not just witches, John. They're a witch, demon, and apex predator, and they're still evolving. They're hellbenders. I get it. I understand. (laughs) I love a good salamander. I mean, the salamander situation really does undercut some of the impact, but that's, you know. (laughs) Maybe they're poisonous. Did we we find out? No, they're not. Wikipedia says they're delicious, actually. So, how do you cook a how do you cook a salamander, John? Probably smoke it on a stick. On a stick, because your bear grills. Now, bear grills would raw dog that shit. Oh, God. I don't know what that means. He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't use like a goldfish. He doesn't like use a, fire. Like a you don't chew. You gotta Got just that. let that. That boy go down. There's that amazing slash awful gif of him just picking a fish out of the water and just like taking a bite out of its side. Ew. Like, but that's unnecessary. I mean, that's it's just extremely unnecessary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else you guys want to say about this movie? 
I'm definitely going to end up covering it on Plug It Up. It's uh, right up the Plug It Up alley there. Yeah, it, oh, yeah, it really is. It hits most of your keywords. What have you been waiting yeah. for, Caitlin? <laughs> you mean we're not the last ones to cover it? No. <laughs> we hit the last one. This is what happens when you make that schedule so far out, Caitlin. You know? Listen, I have abandoned the schedule. <laughs> I promise I have. Going week to week, buddy. <laughs> All right. Uh, would you recommend this movie, Elizabeth? Absolutely. Jonathan. Yes. Casey. Yes. And go watch it with Joe Bob. Caitlin. Yes. I guess I might recommend the Joe Bob version because it does bring you all the like context and the interviews and stuff (laughs) just to keep it. I mean, like, listen, it's sex in the city style. If you're an Eric, I might say no. I might say, listen, you know what's so funny, Eric, she was on sex in the city. Toby Poser was in the episode where Carrie thinks she's pregnant and then she's at the park and she sees the kids playing. She's the mom that comes over. And anyway, if you're an Eric, maybe skip it. There's a new Ninja Turtles game on switch. I think I would probably do that instead. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Didn't know that. It's called shredders revenge. Get on it. All right. That's going to do it for hellbender. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. She was the prom queen, but couldn't handle the heat of the moment. Now she's back, and she's still burning mad. Sometimes bad girls have all the fun. Say hello, Mary Lou. It's prom night, too. Next. Hello, creeps. It's John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper, and I'm a friend of bloodygoodhorror.com. <laughs> fiddle with your list perhaps or are you good i do not i love the bait it's like listen caitlin have you ever known me to forget to add a movie i liked to my list no did we i know i said have you ever known me to forget to add a movie that i like i'm also i feel like for a while we we neglected the list but now it's i mean it's because you were gone (laughs) that's because you were out i mean Um, Fair enough. Big news in the BGH history. We next week are going to be hitting episode 666. It's the devil's number, John. Are you familiar? Yeah. Yeah. Bad mojo, you know? I am. I am aware. Uh, It's one of the weirdest scenes of the omen, the original omen. Like, (laughs) like, (laughs) looking through his hair. Which scene? It's so weird. I don't remember. 
Does he have it on his forehead? Or I've only seen that movie. Like no, twice. it's like it's, it's in like the back of his it's head. It's like the, the back of his head. Yeah. The bangs are what I had near me, so that's what I went for personally. But um, we have kind of a. I mean, I, I guess it's not that special, but we have a specific curveball BGH pick. <laughs> it, it's special mo- to us. Yeah, you gotta undercut it. We, it hasn't even happened. We yet. got a special <laughs> movie pick, a first-time guest that's coming on. That's like an expert on the movie and. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. Excited. I'm gonna study all week just to be ready. No, you're not. I love no. it. <laughs> gonna have so many words to choose from. Yeah, it'll be maybe, <laughs> maybe. Um, yeah, we all, we're all gonna study for this. We'll all be watching the, this movie on Tuesday next week. <laughs> I'm gonna listen to the research I need to via. I've, I've, I've got. I'm too so intrigued. I'm like. <laughs> Tune in next week, Elizabeth. Okay. Um, Caitlin, uh, what what you got going on over at um, Plug It Up? Um, so uh, this week, uh, Allison of the Who's There podcast was on, and we covered uh, both Firestarters, which was a lot of fun. And um, for the folks that are in or around Richmond, I am going to host horror trivia that I wrote. I'm very excited about it at Strange Ways, the Strange Ways on Dabney, the one with parking, on uh, Friday, June 26th, or June 24th, excuse me. So um, this will come out tomorrow, the next Friday. So I would love to see some some familiar folks in the audience. So, And if you've listened to Plug It Up, Maddie, who's been a guest several times, is going to co-host with me. I uh, previewed the trivia at a party at my place a few months ago and taking it to the big stage now. So <laughs> love it. Um, Elizabeth, what do you got going on? Um, I'm working tomorrow at the lawn salon in Carville, <laughs> Tennessee. No, uh, it's true, but uh, not much else at the moment. Life's been, well, you haven't been on in a while. I would recommend people go check out to all the men I've tolerated which you're on a couple episodes of. Uh, that is true. And it's just a wonderful podcast hosted by a wonderful person. Um, has, There's been some, there must've been some other stuff in the in-between time since the last time you were on, right? I'm sure you were on a plug it up recently. Um, I love how you're like my cheerleaders. <laughs> I love it. Um, yes. More deadly. But that was, I don't know. I'm out there. More deadly. Um, here plug it up sometimes stores oh and the um the channel that kathy does on youtube that's right thank you caitlin um yes i do every once in a while get to hop on uh cinemondo's podcast their youtube channel and uh we have let's be honest like too much fun reviewing some um trailers and it's oh yeah it's fun you should check it out it is fun y'all do a good job love it and how can people find you on social media um i'm final girl scout everywhere you can search they can see your thoughts on george costanza in a backwards they sure can because he can feel some jealousy (laughs) when george puts the hat on backwards i'm like georgie boy i'm into it (laughs) it's like george count your days um all right. Uh, shout, I just want to give a shout out to uh, Jason from Dad's My Crypt for giving me um, a super cool birthday present. And you should listen to Dad's My Crypt. So there you go. John, what was your birthday present you got me again? I mean, 
Eric. What was that? Do you remember? Do you remember my birthday is? My birthday present from Schnorr's was he okay. cut his hair and didn't tell me for a Stop. week, and this I found a, out I from his wife. I want to hear the answer to this question, Eric. When is John's birthday? He might actually know us. I don't fucking know what. I don't okay. know. I knew he didn't. I knew he <laughs> what did you get? What did you get for me for your birthday? Uh, I got a really sick giant ninja turtle. Yep. And. Um, an alarm. No, that's the one. That's the one I was talking about. And an alarm clock with a sun that like has like a sun lamp on it that I've wanted to try for a long time. But also a ninja turtle. And a giant, <laughs> and a giant ninja turtle. That for like six months, my daughter's been like, but why can't we take it out of the box? And I'm like, because collector's <laughs> items. You need to learn it. Love it. Shout out to TSA who are probably like, what the fuck is happening with this suitcase that just went through? Like, what is that? <laughs> You're like, don't fucking touch my turtle. I don't John, know. Like, you seen some tiny sex doll. Yeah. <laughs> John, if you didn't save a lock of your hair to put in a locket for Eric for Christmas, I'm going to be so upset. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Caitlin, he actually it's so good. That. It's all yeah. so fun on the show. And then he gets this like lock of John's hair. In a I was at the barber necklace. with two of my children by myself. Uh, it was, there was no hair saving happening. <laughs> what is That's a, a survival mode? Situation. What is the, what does the wife think? She was up my ass to get my hair cut. So really? she's I thought like, she, I thought she was into it. Oh, I thought she likes so, it now. I mean, she doesn't know what she likes. So <laughs> she was, she's been very supportive because Such she was, there was a lot of, you know, feedback. I mean, honestly, feedback. I was ready to cut it because feedback. I was like, it's so sweat. I get so sweaty yeah. and it's like, yeah, it's a lot. It's gross. You know, when I, you ha- have the sweat like in your hair on the back of your neck, it's, it's rough. Yeah, that was all the time. Can I ask what you requested from this barber? I was just like, was it a hey, salon? Man, like, was it a salon or like a barber no, shop? It was it was a barber shop. That's a bold move Mark. walking to a barber shop with long hair, dude. Like those dudes don't know what the fuck they're doing. I know. No, no, first time. So it's it's funny. First time I had ever been to this barber shop. But you Suzanne are in, had taken, you are in New York City though, so it was probably some like bespoke hipster. Barbershop would like. Did he have a handlebar no. mustache? This dude was like fifties and either Israeli or Eastern European. I you could kind of get me either way. Careful with the fifties, John. Casey's here. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, <laughs> oh, Casey is the Samantha. But gross he, uh, tonight, Jesus. Fame. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I literally was just like, I don't know, like let's let's take it down, and he was like, okay. So, Dude. but it's if funny. someone sat down in the chair, I was like, "Let's take it down." I'd be like, when, "I don't know what that means." When Do you, you uh, when I had no, hair, like, I never once went in without like a list of thoughts about exactly what I want. No, that is I, not surprising. I, I, so, like the the way it was listed, it's like men's cut, and then there was literally one that said long hair, oh. and it was like ladies. Cut. Was like old school. Like, did I have a number where you're like, I want the seventeen? No, no. Did he sit you down and go like? Did he men's haircut? Did he sit you down and go like? Was he like? Uh, was he like? All right, Nancy, what are we doing here? God, <laughs> men's haircuts are so much cheaper. Oh yeah, my gosh, yeah. yeah, it's ridiculous. The, well, the I, lady, the lady tax comes in hard at the salon. I had been going to like a like a salon, you know, unisex That's salon, to go, but like. Dude. And it was I was paying like sixty five, seventy five dollars. I did is. though have for a while this like. Greek dude cut my hair. We used to talk about soccer. The guy was a magician. He was amazing. He talks about him all the time. Oh, he's amazing. And then one time I just like call in and they're like, yeah, it doesn't work here anymore. I'm like, can you, can you tell me where he went? And they would, no, they, they, they would not tell me those motherfuckers. Up. And I had to find someone else. That's very sad. Yeah. Should have gotten his number, man. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all the time. People like, I'll get new clients that are like, I don't know what happened to the girl that was doing my hair before. It's like, she like, 
got pregnant and I'm like, she doesn't like you. She fired you as a client. Basically <laughs> is what happened. Like, I'm you guess- just called one day and she didn't have any appointments and then like she never called back. Yeah. What happened is I'm getting the cast offs because I'm new. Yeah, yeah. You know the drill. Love All it. I can think of is I've been watching Married with Children and I just saw the episode where Al Bundy's uh, barber died and he couldn't get his hair cut. And that's all I can think of now with Eric. Yeah, man. <laughs> I mean, I did I... have a situation like Seinfeld, like where um, he is trying to get the other guy to cut his hair but can't go when the other guy's working, like the cheat on your hairdresser kind mm-hmm. of conundrum. Today I'm doing this girl's hair and. Uh, Margie comes over, this this dear old lady I work with, and she is like, excuse me, hey, what's your name? And like gets like kind of in this girl's face. This girl's said we had just been talking about it. She's like 17. Her name's Summer. She's very sweet. And uh Margie's like, I'm talking to you. Hey, what's up? And she's like, Oh, um, Summer. And she's like, Yeah, it's Margie. Mm-hmm. You uh you remember me? And she was oh like Oh my god. Oh dude. yeah. I got a new phone and I literally always like I was on a date and the guy across the room came over and was like, Hey, who's this? Like what's happening? Right. Remember so me? Awkward. And then after she was like, So and I was like, here's my cell number, you can just text me. <laughs> Shinars, you see how much content we're getting out of you cutting your stupid hair? Uh I mean, I expected nothing less. So. Yeah, I will say, John, when you mentioned the, or Eric, when Eric broke the news that your hair was cut, I, I was saw like, it on oh. Twitter. But I do, I, I must say, it's a good cut. So here's what happened: I saw, nice. I saw a post from John's lovely wife, Suzanne, saw it, and immediately texted the thread, all caps: "John, did you cut your hair? <laughs> no punctuation." Yeah. <laughs> That's how, you know, that's how you know I'm pissed because I like proper punctuation. Well, it's how I know Suzanne posts on social media when I hear from Eric. So. <laughs> I was livid. It was a tough that's day. That's chain of communication. Yeah. It was a tough day for me, yeah. John, personally. Fair it was big news in my Twitter feed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gave me something to tweet about, I must say. It was, it was a good well, day. Well, I saw it tweeted by, I think, Rachel, who was like, I literally gasped in all caps. <laughs> I know, First I of all, y'all. 30 seconds before this, I learned that HBO Max is going to have a Pretty Little Liar spinoff. So I already was like... I saw that. <laughs> I saw you reply to that. Yeah. Then I saw the next tweet I saw. I was like, wait, is that real life? Hold Earth on. Earth-shattering day. Was Rachel being like, I literally gasped. And it was the tweet that said John cut his hair. And I was like, is this real? Like, what's happening to Twitter? How can both these things be? End of an era. <laughs> Well, all right, Kaylin. What do we got on Twitter tonight? All right, we got two tweets out there. We got a hashtag SBGH. Tweet us questions, we'll answer. First up, we have at Rel on Films. Goes by Teddy Krueger. Are there any TV show intros that you skip when they play? Some of mine are The Office, Stranger Things, and P Valley, which I'm not sure no. what P Valley is. I have a hard and fast rule about this. If you are watching a show, you are submitting yourself to the experience of this happening to you. And you, no, no, it, you should feel hard it other direction time. on this. You should feel yeah. it every time because it's part of the production. I don't know. I'm a real, but do you watch the, like, do you Wait. also, cause now that you can also skip the, um, 
you know, last time the last, on. Yeah, I don't watch a ton of stuff that dies the last time on. Oh, are we, sorry, are we talking about themes? We Do we listen to themes? Skipping themes. You yeah. agree with I, I think like it's heresy to skip a show theme. I also think like. 100%. Okay, it's like walking out at the end of church if you go to mass and you're like done with a homily. So here's what I, I would watch. Also walk skip. out of church. No problem. <laughs> it also like watching the theme for some reason when I'm like. I watch heart- True Blood's theme every single time. Okay, well, True Blood's theme is. Top I mean, it's fun, when I'm but, hardcore, um, when I watch that show eight times, that's it. They do the whole song. Here's the thing. When I'm hardcore, when I'm hardcore, like depression, binging a show, it somehow makes me feel worse. If I skip the theme, it's like, I can't yeah, wait 30 same. seconds oh, to just same. get it in my veins. The, yeah. One show, is, know, there's only one show that has ever been an exception to this. And it is Westworld because that theme was like three times too long. Like it would not well, fucking end. That's yeah. how I felt like yeah. the, the Game of Thrones theme. I would watch like, that. Uh, no, but three that Game of Thrones. No, time. that Game of Thrones like, song is like. I, I, I build that time in though, John. Like you're sitting down to watch the show. Like it's part of it. No, no. the only show I got that when I would say you absolutely good. cannot skip the theme song for is Psych. Because it's an awesome song. I've never seen, I've never seen that show. Oh, I, love a, I love a theme. American Horror Story. It sets yeah, the mood. It sets the mood for the show. Like t- Roseanne, epic. one of my favorites. Yes, I, I have my answer. It, DuckTales, never skip the theme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You're a special, You're a special person, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I love DuckTales. The new DuckTales is so good. The, the reboot they did. So. I think Anyone watching all... Mochi and Waffles? Or what's this <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, super. I'm like crying every episode. Like, Friends are family. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Obama. Oh my god. <laughs> all right. One other tweet here from our good friend at Libney, please. You're in a band with your family. What instrument do you play? What's your band's name? And what's your first hit single called? I have recurring Sorry, that's three questions. I, I have recurring dreams where I convince often like people I actually know in real life that I can play an instrument and I'm gonna be in their band. And the dream itself takes place as I'm like getting up on stage and being like f- to myself, like, I don't know how to do this. Like, what am I supposed to do? And then <laughs> you're it's just, Jamie Lee Curtis and Freaky Friday. It's, I guess it's, it's just yeah. like a hardcore imposter syn- like, syndrome dream where I'm just like up on the stage, just being like, I don't know. I'm just going to hit the shit, the buttons and shit. I don't know. You could, yeah, but like you can do that on stage. Like, I, I have a friend that does like synths and stuff. Like, yeah, but like I mean, no, I'm usually playing thing. like a guitar or drums or something I absolutely oh, yeah. do not know how to play. I would be that stuck would be on tambourine because I can't play anything. I mean, I can't play anything either. If if I were theoretically doing this, it would be the pedal steel. So <laughs> I play yeah. a lot of instruments, so I'd be like the cleanup hitter and whatever Colleen and Delaney couldn't handle. How about a tambourine? Same. Yeah, tambourine. Triangle. Triangle. No, I would. I would. I'd be the studio music, musician of the family too, Casey, for sure. Yeah. I uh, I dated someone who was in like a family band scenario, and I always felt like, cool, everyone here knows so much about music, and I'm like, do you guys listen to Tori Amos? Like, <laughs> like I just on the off chance you do, yeah. <laughs> it was like very. I mean, yeah, I always felt very out of the loop, but they. It's cool when like a family is able to play together like that. I saw the Partridge family at an impressionable age before I ever saw Brady Bunch, and I always was confused why the Brady Bunch wasn't a band. <laughs> like it didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. They they were at one point maybe. Yeah, well, they saying. would go on variety shows and yeah, there's a yeah, that's a whole that's another podcast. <laughs> and that's it for tweets. Love it. I was gonna say I see Eric looking at his oh, phone, but so um we'll see what we got here. 
follow-up question to the Twitter question. If your family band together to make a film, what genre would it end up being? Uh, my family would sure. be horror for sure. Yeah. I horror. said um, my answer was um, a drama. A drama. What am I from Boston? Ah! What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody please make like my, do something with that. My answer hilarious. was a drama about avoidance in which no one speaks for ninety minutes. It's an art house picture. Exactly. Yeah. You think I think, the Adams. I gotta think Colleen had pushed me for a found footage movie. Mm. Mine would be a documentary about the haunted ass house I grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> that, that would make for a good a good. It movie. sure would. Yeah, it would. Um next, somebody should get on that. Next up. <laughs> Hellraiser, Hellblazer, or Hellbender. I mean it's I'm sorry, it's Hellraiser. They're all fine. What? I, I don't even. I don't, understand I don't even know what Hellblazer is. I don't like Hellraiser that much. That's my yeah, hot take. Like, yeah, Hellraiser is a weird nostalgic comfort watch for me. It's it's fucked. It's weird. I don't love that I like ever put it on just to be like, whatever. The, another podcast. It again. makes both but, of those movies make the first two movies make my skin crawl like almost nothing else. Right. Well. Yeah. I think I'd have to go like, Hellblazer. They had some good stories. What is Hellblazer? It's a comic series. Comic. It was oh, a short-lived, okay. like, two-season TV show. But you know the old Keanu Reeves the movie Constantine? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's Constantine's technically the main character of Hellblazer, John yeah. Constantine. Okay. Not really the same connected to that movie, but... <laughs> uh, what's your favorite flavor ice cream slash frozen dessert? I like a... Uh, peanut butter chocolate ripple situation yeah. like where yeah. you get the chocolate ice cream with the peanut butter kind of threaded throughout speaking of which i had last week john from ben and jerry's peanut butter on top a plus oh, i have not had it all right it's chocolate ice cream and it's loaded with peanut butter cups i always say oh. this when I, I just so so i can just spread the word when i was a kid my go-to was uh reese's peanut butter cup sundae with strawberry ice cream that's where it's that at. That sounds so weird. It's, an, it's yeah. a, like a PB and J with chocolate. It's, it's yeah, yeah. Now okay. it's coming together. I'm I'm a chocolate ice cream with almonds. It's like in the same vein as these guys with the peanut butter. But see, I like a yeah. fruit like like an actual almond, the nut. Yeah, like almonds chopped up in it, like sliced. I don't like hard things when I'm eating. Ice get that cream. healthy like, shit out of my. I like the creaminess. I used I like to get way into uh, Ben and Jerry's sure. Ben and Jerry's Chubby Hubby, which is banana ice cream with dark chocolate chips and walnuts, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah, it's good stuff too. I always get frustrated when I'm like, oh my god, let's go to Sweet Frog or any kind of frozen yogurt place, and I'm like loading up on ice cream or like you know like a chocolate and then like cookie dough in it and like peanut butter on top and the other person's like i'll have um mango sorbet and i'm like yeah. why oh. why did we come here i was like we are here for dessert we are not here for mango sorbet <laughs> <laughs> i love mango but that's just not the vibe the vibe that's is so like funny decadence. you say that because haagen mango ice cream is like i ate many pints of that when I was pregnant with Heidi and it, it like it's like my raining like favorite favorite ice cream but I, I think my normal accessible answer is strawberry ice cream I think Haagen-Dazs is makes like hands down the best ice cream like I don't think there's any even like competition there. yeah it's, it's pretty good there. it's pretty good it's also expensive as shit but worth it wow yeah but yeah Caitlin I agree I need a to-go box for the cookie dough I put on at a frozen yogurt place. I do like a, like a mango popsicle, especially now it's like 96 degrees in Virginia here. I, like 
good old morning popsicle to get the day started. Mango pop. <laughs> it's fruit. It's fruit. It's, it's, it's fruit and hydration. You're good. Um, we sort of covered this one. Did anyone watch Hellbender on Joe Bob? How is everyone feeling about the season of The Last Drive-In? It's had some ups and downs as yeah. far as the season goes. It's been my least favorite season as far as movie picks, but they came in real hot last week with that doubleheader with the baby. Yeah. And fucking they won the week, be- the week before whatever. that with the Monster Club was really good, too. Monster Club was kind of a neat pick. Yeah, I'll give them that. That was yeah. Um But, like, we've all complained about the Nosferatu episodes. Dude, so well, but, but I'm okay with... I'm okay with uh, Black Sunday. I thought that was cool. I tap. Yeah. I tapped out of that Nosferatu week immediately. Like yeah, I'm not. I'm not doing yeah. it. It's a good movie. Okay. It's a classic, but it's not necessarily what I want to be watching on Friday night. I just. I feel like I've slowly over. Wasn't time, it Friday the thirteenth too? They had. So, oh, yeah. I feel like no, I've I slowly. Was, I remember because I was in DC for work. It was a different weekend. I feel but, like I feel like I've slowly over time become this like slovenly populist of horror films. Like I'm just like <sighs> listen. The only thing a movie from 1928 is good for is being like, oh, good for you. Look at them. They they figured out how to make movies. I want to watch that <laughs> shit. Fuck you, dude. Go write your college essays about these things. Get the fuck out of my Put it in a museum and move on. Yeah. Okay. I have more thoughts. Um, two more questions. When's the last time you heard someone say, get bent? That was a fun saying. I agree wholeheartedly <laughs> with this. This is Romeo. Yeah, I kind of liked that too. Get bent is great. It's got a great just like a uh, feel mouth feel to it. There's yeah. a lot of those. Like I, I like a good like eat shit. But if like like take a hike, get bent, eat you'd be, shit. Here's like, what's instead cool. of like a fuck off, it's a good, here's good to cool. keep it mixed up. Here's what's cool about get bent. You'd be hard pressed to find a non swear word insult that sounds as harsh mm-hmm. as get bent. Yeah. Yeah, it's aggressive, yes. but like mild somehow on the delivery of yeah i like kick rocks too that one's like for little kids my we used to bust on my mom (laughs) for when you insult a child for the little kids (laughs) kick rocks little asshole i do tell my kids to i tell them to take a hike we used to uh, make fun of my mom because she'd get pissed off or something like you know when we're joking around and she would say go pound salt oh oh, that's right pound sand go pound sand yeah no that's right yeah there's a salt one. What is this? There's another one. I don't know. I think like it's salt. salt. I think she used to say go pound salt. Yeah. I mean, that sounds wrong, have, but I like it. Weird. <laughs> My mom says salmon. <laughs> My mom also used to do the Italian. She used to give us this a lot. Okay. Like the only time I've ever heard my mom say fuck it was like she literally says it under her breath, which is hilarious. Like she just doesn't want anybody, doesn't want anybody to hear it. Wish I had that problem. <laughs> mm-hmm. I heard my mom say damn once when I was like 10 and I was in shock for days. I said, but she was also the kindergarten teacher shopper when I was like in college where I worked. (laughs) What was that to a mystery shopper? Yeah. We had these like mystery shoppers that would come into a beta and be like, did you give me the tea? Did I, they have like a little thing to check off all the stuff. And I was like, yeah, fucking dancing with the stars. Right. (laughs) And like, she like wrote down like cursed heavily. And I remember the next day I got called into Amanda, my manager's office. And she was like, I don't want to be like lame or anything. And I'm like, then don't steal that other girl's Adderall that we work with. Amanda. (laughs) And that's that. I can't help it that I'm cool as shit. (laughs) (laughs) Last question of the night. I didn't actually have an answer for this, so I'm curious to see other people's answers. Favorite witch? Oh, oh, oh I love Samantha. Yeah, I, I didn't even think of that. That's a good answer. That's I, just from that's such a warm and fuzzy from my childhood. For sure. I 
and Elizabeth. Sabrina. And we sure Sabrina. Yes, yeah, Sabrina. I, see, I also loved Archie and Friends. So yes, Sabrina. Yeah. You know, I think this question made and me realize. Thomas. I was going to go Thomas. That might be my answer. I think this question made me realize, like, now listen, are the ladies, though, at the end of that movie, are they all witches, too? Or are they, like, under the spell of something else? Like, at the end of the, the witch, witch movie? In like, the witch? At the end of the witch, right? Like, did, Those are all the witches. Coven. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't you got to go through some kind of like initiation first? Like she signed the book, baby. Okay. Yeah, she and she it's like vicinity. It's okay. like a church situation. Like gotcha. where's your I think what I realized from both this movie and this question is witches are just not my thing. Sheena, it's okay. Oh, yeah, we could not be more different on this um, subject. That, I mean, listen, oh, that's, not now. I respect well, <laughs> I respect Maybe. um our differences, Kayla. But nobody's so nobody's going to bring up Broomhilda. What is Broomhill? I don't even know what that is. That's like a Saturday That's morning. That's funny. Yeah. Oh, I always yeah. That, uh, if I, you know how like campaign, like when you're oh. campaigning, you have like walk on music to your, or yeah. like why that mine would be the Wicked Witch of the West song. The only thing I kept coming back to when I was thinking about favorite witch is the Witches of Eastwick for some reason. Oh, that would totally be your answer. I was Googling quick. I was like that movie as a kid. Broomhilda is her own witch. She's her own car- uh, car- cartoon character. Witch Hazel was the witch from uh, Bugs Bunny. Nice. Would uh, would Isabella Rossellini in Death Becomes Her count as a witch? Or is she more like a warlock or something? I don't know. Like, what is that? A warlock is a male witch. But, uh, has yeah, I don't know. She just has a magic. She possesses a magic thing. She doesn't actually thing. contain it. It's magic. not her power. Got you. She's Speaking also of, a benefactor of the youth potion. I think what I'm, I think what I'm awesome getting scene where her tits are just out the whole time. Yeah, I think what I'm getting here is I like hot witches. Like, is that yeah. a, <laughs> is that a lane I can occupy? Like Julian Sands. Yeah, sure. Or like the love witch. The love witch. The love witch. Can, yeah, I keep waiting. She's beautiful. The 20 she minutes sure of that is. movie I saw on the last drive-in before I fell asleep was was interesting. She's gorgeous. She She's so pretty. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for episode 665. Schnarzy, believe we made it to 666. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's, you know. <laughs> this time next year, we'll be rounding 700. He said with great enthusiasm. We, we haven't recorded it yet, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the day's still young. <laughs> I woke up sick this morning. Let me put it this way. We barely made it to 665. Well, that's so. what I was thinking. I'm like, uh, yeah. Well, Knock on wood. Yeah, so, times. yeah, we got... Fun, um, exciting plans planned for episode 666. Keep an eye out for that. I think we already got our movie lined up for 667, which literally never happens, and I'm excited to spend the next two weeks not thinking yeah. about what we're doing next, so that's pretty cool. Um, check Kaylin out on Plug It Up. Plug It Up pod on socials. Don't forget to check our friends out at The Zombie Girls, G-R-R-L-Z. We're going to be having some of uh, them back on the show pretty soon here. And uh, check out our friend Miss Elizabeth, Final Girl Scout, on social media. Casey, Casey, where can people find you? Instagram, cinema.fromage. John, what's the name? John, where's your barber? What can, pe- can people find you down there now? Just go hang out there on Thursdays. <laughs> uh, I work near Union Square. Did so he give you like a hot shave? Boxing yourself, bro. I mean... Did he give it's you big like, city. Did he give you like a hot <laughs> shave? It's not. It's not like when you can call out like a specific neighborhood, people can find you. Uh, 
did you yeah, get he's a nice guy? Did you get a hot shave, John? Is my question. No, no. Remember, I said my kids were there. It's like I got. It's like I was like, bro, I'll, get, I'll pay double if you can get me out of this chair faster. So. <laughs> you know. All right, love it. That's gonna do it for BGH. Hope you enjoy the show, and we'll see you next week for episode six six six. See you. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye-bye.